When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The How's Your Father podcast with Johnny Cochran. And now, here's Johnny. Hello and welcome. Oh, it feels good to say that. I'm tearing up. Welcome to the How's Your Father podcast. Now, it's been a little while. It's been a little while since the last episode went out. So... This, you know, I'm sure we have like really passionate fans out there who will pro- probably be listening to this and they'll be getting teary-eyed as well. Uh, maybe you're running along a canal and you're crying, which will probably make you look like an absolute insane madman as you're tailing someone with tears in your eyes. But we're back, okay? And that's all that matters. Um, for those that are new to the How's Your Father podcast, this is a podcast set up to deal with all things fatherhood. We're looking at all aspects of it. And during the course of the first season, I talked to many different fathers and non-fathers about, as I say, different areas around fatherhood, looking to try and get a more general, holistic kind of understanding of what it means in the modern age. Um, and you will also know, if you have listened before, that I always have sensational guests and in this episode, it's no different because I have none other than the wonderfully talented comedian, actor, just general, general, absolute outstanding human being, Babatunde Alicia. <laughs> yeah, I should have told you, mate, we have to cheer ourselves because yeah. <laughs> every, we're doing it remote. You get this clap. You can, we, ain't, we can't even afford clan, uh, canned applause or canned <laughs> laughter or anything this it's is it. all right man it's all right trust me man <laughs> so how how you doing babaton day thanks for coming on the podcast oh thank you for having me man i'm doing well i'm i'm coping i'm staying healthy and you know that's that's the main bit you know the health part and what exactly are you doing to stay healthy right now in the current setup right now i do I, I make sure i do like my 10k walks take my you know all my vitamins and you know, just uh, binge watch a lot of next Netflix. <laughs> 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 that's about it, man. So that's I my like that's that. my health. That's my health opinions right there. You know what I mean? My health advice. I like that. So you heard it here first, guys, for, to all those listening. Here's your health advice. Go out for a little walk and then come back and watch Netflix. And you will get healthy <laughs> like Baba Tunde. There we go. Uh, funny that you mentioned watching Netflix as well. Some of our listeners may... Uh, have seen you in on the last season of Celebrity Gogglebox as well, putting your excellent TV watching skills to good use. How did you find that? <laughs> you know what? Um, Gogglebox is one of the best things I've ever done. Like you know, you know, whether it's acting or 
TV guest appearances. I absolutely love that show. Like filming it was hilarious. Like some of the footage that never made it to the actual show, they need to kind of like compile that and just put it out there one day because trust me, me and Mo, you can imagine like a room with me and Mo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was nothing but giggles every second, like to the point where I can't remember which director we had, but there was one director and, you know, she was just like, all right, no more. Like, <laughs> let's, let's get on. <laughs> Got to get some stuff usable. Because <laughs> we were just going back and forth, busting jokes. So, yeah, it was wicked. Nice. I just on you, you've piqued my interest now because I wasn't quite sure about the Gogglebox setup. Is there a director in the room with you? No, not at all. Um, I think maybe when they film it, you know, post or pre, um, you know, pandemic and stuff like that. But uh, when we were doing it, the director was outside uh, in, you know, like the little van where they had the um, the whole TV studio set up. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they were outside and then we could hear them through what they called the uh, the, the, the voice of God. <laughs> it was basically just a speaker and they would communicate to us through I that. See. And that was, I see. Yeah, that was cool. So the director's on the equivalent of like a stakeout like they used to do in those 80s detective movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Waiting outside a house for all night until, that's the guy, let's go. Uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I like it, yeah. I like it. Um, well, Babatunde, um, you are on the How's Your Father podcast, um, as you are actually a father, aren't you? You're a father. How many children do you have? Just the one for me, man. Just the one at the moment, you know, just the one at the moment. Hopefully, uh, we'll be, um, I'll be sharing good news sometime in the future. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, when you first said that, it sounded like just the one had really tested you emotionally and mentally and spiritually. <laughs> um, that one child can really take it out of you. I'm speaking firsthand now. Is that the case? <laughs> Absolutely. So it sounds like me and you have like similar children. Like my son's hyper. He is hyperactive. So, you know, dealing with him on a daily basis. Like my son, I've, I've worked him out. He wants to have nonstop fun until he's exhausted. But he, his level of, you know, getting to that point of exhaustion, it's like I, he takes a whole day to like, you know, most children, you know, they'll party hard for like maybe like two to three hours, then they'll rest. There is no resting with my son. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that's why, I'm, you know, I'm eating a lot more greens now, drinking <laughs> green juice and, you know what I mean? Like, I have to keep... Yeah, I've I got to keep up with him, mate. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It is hilarious, isn't it, how these kids have, like, undentable energy supplies and they will go, 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 and they're treating it like they're out on a night out and you're some lightweight who can't keep up. He's <laughs> like, you know, he's rampages around the house and then he's, if I sit down, he's like, come on, just, you're yeah, yeah. about, mate. We can go, yeah. let's go. <laughs> I don't know, like me and my, my mate Javon were talking about it. And uh, the one line that we both get from our children is, play with me. And it's just, ah, <laughs> when they say that, you can't, you can't say no. You can't say no. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So how old's your son now? He's four, going to be five in August. Brilliant, brilliant. So take it back, um, you know, just, just over uh, four years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of uh, you were with your wife were you always a, a person that had always planned to be a father or is it something that 
you know, you thought might happen one day or something you hadn't even planned on? No, uh, I always wanted children. Always. I absolutely love children. I can't get enough of them. And even my son, as hyper as he is, even if I send him to his aunts or his grandmas, whoever, like, after a day, I miss him. Like, so I love children. But um, there's a thing of, like, you know, you don't know whether or not you're going to have a child. Because <laughs> like, you can be like, yeah, I love children, I want children. But then, like, you know, Dan there ain't working. <laughs> so like, yeah. I was so excited that, you know, when my wife said she was pregnant, I was just like, yes, um, you know, I'm good. Everything's working down there. So. <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, no, I'm, I, we didn't plan, like, to have him in terms of yeah. when she announced that she was pregnant. But, no, it was definitely a plan to get pregnant and have children. Oh, fantastic. You yeah, you went in full full blown steam once it was on. I I, I get that. I had a similar <laughs> setup myself, you know. It's like, not necessarily knowing it was gonna happen, but when it did you're like you have about I had about half a day where I was like, whoa <laughs> okay. and then full steam ahead, let's go. It was brilliant. Um obviously, you know, listeners uh, maybe not only knowing you from uh, Gogglebox, but also knowing that you're a comedian. In in terms of um, maybe working in an industry like myself, you know, where it is so mm-hmm. volatile and um, basically so hard to plan because you don't really know what's mm-hmm. coming up, you know, a month in advance at times, let alone a couple of years in advance. How did that factor in to your thinking and your planning with your, along with your wife when you actually found out that you were expecting a baby? I had to kind of take a step back from everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of those ones where, it, you know, once a family's involved now, I'm not, I'm no longer just, you know, providing for myself. When I was, when it was just me and my wife, you know, I was just doing my stand up. And, um, you know, once the, my son came in, it was just like, okay, well, I've got I to make sure I've, I've got money coming in <laughs> every mm. single month. You know what I'm saying? So, that's where the job came into it and just making sure that I have, you know, the right setup for my child. I don't, I, and luckily for him, he's not had to go through any of, you know, the things I went through as a child. Not that my childhood was like traumatic, but just, you know, he lives in, my son is growing up in Hertfordshire. I grew up in the heart of Tottenham where, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> gunshots were being exchanged <laughs> like every single day. So it's, <laughs> we live a totally different life. But yeah, I had, um, in terms of your question, I had to take a step back. Well, uh, that is, is, is a, you know, uh, you've kind of alluded to that in terms of, you know, having to kind of take some another vocation and uh, and solidify mm. yourself financially we're doing comedy not everyone who listens to this is necessarily doing comedy but they may find themselves in a similar similar situation where they've got to look at their job and maybe have to do something else for a while did you find that um you know you resent it not never resented the idea you know that your child would have wanted that because you're obviously going to love your child but in terms did you resent the fact that being a father would have to take you away from you know your passion for a while or did you just do it you know uh, with good will in your in your step at that point i think the latter i definitely just did it with good will i didn't even think about it too much i you know i knew that you know this is the right thing to do I can't let her suffer or him suffer. Plus, you know, my wife is, um, she went on, um, what's that, maternal leave? Yeah. So, 
there was no, <laughs> it wasn't even like a conversation. You got their job. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I came back to stand up probably like, uh, like properly like a year later. And, um, you know, luckily things kind of started uh, kicking off. <laughs> so I was lucky in that sense. What, what, what's your child's name? Uh, his name is Judah. But you know what's funny? His middle name is Leon, just like your son. Oh, wow. I like yeah, that yeah, a lot. Yeah. I like yeah. <laughs> Nice Judah Leon. Let's go. I love it. Well, his mum, basically, I, I gave him that name because his mum's called Leonie. So Leone, Leon, I was just like, all right, you get the middle name then. You know what there I mean? There you so, go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously someone who knows how to deal with his battles now. Pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> sacrificial lambs there. You have the middle name. It's fine. Yeah, that's all good. Now, I, 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 it's interesting we talk about the names and why I wanted to bring it up because... In your stand-up, and you're a hilarious comedian, um, go, go and check this man out if you haven't already. He's brilliant. And one of the things that you say, which I always think about, is when you talk about your your own name, how your own name came to um, uh, yeah, be yeah. Uh, given to you. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, in terms of that, like, I presume that giving the naming of your son was quite a key thing and something that you wouldn't have taken lightly. Was that the case? And how did you come about... Yeah you know, n- resolving um, the kind of <laughs> dispute between you, know, you and your wife, if there was one, in terms of naming him, and, you know, how the whole naming process went down. It was easier than I expected. <laughs> you know, my wife is Jamaican, so they, I thought that it would be quite a... I thought she was going to give him, like, an old man's name. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot Fred. of Jamaicans... Yeah. <laughs> They have a lot of old people named like Barrington and names <laughs> like that. I don't want my son rolling around with that kind of name. But my wife, she's um her, her brothers, they 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 used to, they're not anymore, but they used to be uh, Rastafarians. Uh so uh in terms of Judah's name, uh when I came up with that name, when I, you know, in uh gave that to my wife to say them, you know, what do you think? It was kind of like a no-brainer. She was just like, I love that name. You know, my brothers will love that name. My whole family will love that name because it kind of just fits in with um, everyone else's names. Because if you hear some of the, like, you know, Rastafarians, they name their children the most <laughs> exotic names you'll ever hear. Got a couple like, of Zions you know. rolling around. Yeah, yeah. All, all right, there you go. So one of these, <laughs> he's one of one of Judah's cousins is, is called Zion, and then there's another one called King Shiloh, and that's that's his name, King Shiloh. And then nice. you got Kashima, you got Ky- <laughs> yeah, you got Cairo, big epic names. So wow, superhero names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're the kind of names that. If you developed <laughs> superpowers, you wouldn't actually have to change your name by deed poll. You'd just be like, no, I'm, cool. I'm King Shiro, mate. What, what, what do you want? I mean, it kind of says what it does on the tin, right? I'm ready exactly. to roll. Have a fireball exactly. out of my hands. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone loved these names. Once I said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking of calling him Judah. And, um, yeah, they were just like, well, yeah, you know, he's going to fit in. And, yeah, he does, man. So you were just left to throw out suggestions and wait to see which one your wife gave the go-ahead to. Is that the setup? Yeah, kind of, because, it, you know, it's the first boy. She was just like, look, I know you're eager to, <laughs> to name him because he's, 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 you know, it's going to be a boy. So she kind of 
gave me that go ahead like just make sure it's nice and I you know that's when I gave her Judah and then obviously threw in Leon there to kind of make her feel sweet oh, <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying uh, so yeah 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 Oh, that's fantastic. See, what we had to do, we had to um, both draw up a list of five names and then we put the five names and put them together, see if there was any mutual agreement. And the only name that was on both our lists was Leon. So that was the case. And even then, right, Baba, even then, my wife still tried to get one of her names that we didn't agree on. (laughs) She was saying, we're going to go, like, what are you talking about? What is going to be done this for? But another story, another story. (laughs) Um, But also, because, you know, being Nigerian, names mean something, you know, and, and names are almost seen as your destiny. So... Judah's name actually means highly praised. And the reason why I gave him that name is because uh, my... So my dad was Muslim and he gave me the name Ahmed. And Ahmed means highly praised in Arabic. And Judah means highly praised in Hebrew, I believe it is. And so I was just like, well, I'm kind of giving you my name as well. So take that, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I gave him that name. I love it. I really do, yeah. really do. I um, yeah, I was actually going to move on to that as a subject anyway, so you kind of took me there in terms of, like, the cultural impact. So obviously um, you're from a Nigerian family and yeah. there would have been um, cultural, cultural practices that would be attached to raising children. Um, so talk to me about how possibly, first of all, you were raised and how that has impacted on how you're raising Judah. And if there's anything that you've even been reluctant to um, impose upon Judah or, or whether it is something that you are fully behind, like continuing those traditions. Uh, it's, you know what? The Nigerian culture is so... It's such a strong culture, but it, there's so many practices. Like, you know, when you see an elder, you know, we prostrate to our elders um, not every single elder, but they have to be like, like granddad and grandma level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But do you mean? And, do you mean show deference to them? Yeah, but I mean, we actually like guys will get like almost do like a press up. We prostrate to them. Really? That's, yeah, that's that's our custom. And um, you know, girls they curtsy to elders, but like I said, it's elder elders. Not it's not like you, you know my mum. You wouldn't do that to my mum, but you would do that to like your grandma. You, you'd curtsy. Get well, so and, and what stage curtsy, do yeah. they get to graduate into demanding a curtsy or a press up in front of them? You have to be of someone within the the community of either you know you have to have like a title within the community within the Nigerian community or just like I said, just be an elder. Um, that's what would warrant someone doing that to let, let's say myself, like if I, be, if I went back to Nigeria and I became a chief within the village, yeah. um, then people would have to, you know, prostrate or curtsy to me when they greet me. But I don't impose that on my son, even though I was growing up with that custom. And obviously I, that's ingrained in me. So any of my auntie, not any of my aunties, but let's say if I, if me and you were walking on the road and I happen to bump into like, you know, someone of that stature within like my family kind of settings. I'd like middle of like West End, you'd see me get like on my hands and, <laughs> and just prostrate to them. Like it's just, it, it goes without saying, like that's what I have to do. 
But I don't impose that on my son. He's half Jamaican, so he kind of gets a blight. Plus, he's second generation um, British. So, sure. yeah, that, that, you know, the culture kind of starts to, you know, dilute. I mean, first of all, I, I'm pleased that you've told me that because if we do ever walk down the road together and you just start <laughs> doing press ups in Oxford Street and stuff, I, I would do something. What's going on with this guy? What's it? We need help. Help now. And, it, uh, and then you can be like, I'm cool, you know, I just saw Auntie. Uh, so, that's good, right? I just needed to, I got that covered off, and everyone else is listening. Yeah. You see Baba drop. It's just showing a bit of deference. It's cool. <laughs> um, no, that's good. But so it's interesting, isn't it, in terms of, you know, having a, a, a child and knowing how far to take forward, you know, those cultural traditions or whatever. Do you do you get, um, like, in terms of the, there's some that you've let go, like um, the, the uh, process we were just talking about, mm -hmm. do you get any pressure from older family members like your parents maybe about why you don't do that or or ways that you perhaps should raise your son in line with the way that they raised you no my mum doesn't even because she knows we live in a you know we live in england so there's really no point because <clears throat> he wouldn't be able to practice that with the majority of our family they're all in they're all back home most of them um i guess the only thing my mum once is that he learn uh you know the mother tongue which well our mother tongue which would be yoruba i think that's the only thing that she's just like look make sure that he learns that because that at least will will hold some type of he will be able to hold some type of connection to nigeria um but we're huge in this family in terms of like black history and you know i wouldn't say pan-africanism but definitely understanding who he is as an African Caribbean person. Obviously he's not at that point yet where he can start to understand that and learn that, but we have had talks about teaching him that, you know, when he gets of age to start to educate him that look, um, okay, yes, you're black, but you know, that's kind of like a broad term. You are African Caribbean and show him where that, you know, what that means in terms of his family, you know, who his granddad, his great granddad is, who his great grandma, my son's great grandma is still alive. So luckily for him, he still gets to uh, see her and, you know, and we still have talks, uh, me and his um, great grandma, we have talks about, you know, teaching him uh, when he's of age to, you know, understand who his great granddad was and his Jamaican side and his Nigerian side. So that's, I think that's the only cultural thing that we get pressure from. Like, you know, you must teach him this. That's about it. Yeah. First of all, uh, shout out to his great grandmom, still doing it, still <laughs> rocking it in 2020. Yeah, she's still out here. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure he has to do a double bow for that curtsy and, and a press up as well. That's like big respect. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, that's great. That's that's fantastic. So, so in terms of um, your parental roles within your hub, with you and your wife, like kind of working out who was going to do what when it came to childcare, was that something that you expressly had, you know, clear conversations on, or did you just kind of fall into, you know, these mutual roles that 
would kind of come on and off dependent on needs when it comes to raising your son? You know what? It's changed. At the beginning, it was definitely uh, my wife mainly uh, taking care of him, obviously, because she wasn't working. I was out working and then going to shows when I could. Um, at the moment, though, it's kind of reversed now. So I'm the one that's, you know, because I, all I do is stand up. <laughs> so it's like I ain't got no job right now. So uh, it's, it's definitely me, you know, teaching him. You know, we do the online schooling and stuff like that together. And then as soon as online schooling is done, I kid you not, my son's just like, can we play Super Nintendo now? Because I bought a, um, a mini SNES. And so he loves Street Fighter 2. <laughs> so as soon as like as soon as we finish doing phonics, he's just like dad, dad, dad. Let's go, let's go play Street Fighter. Why are you teaching me phonics? Teach me something I can use in my life, like how to do a Hadouken. <laughs> That's gonna get me far. Hadouken. Come on. So um, yeah, but you know what? It's what's good about him learning from myself because I went drama school. When it comes to um, learning new words, you know, diction, how to actually speak properly. Even though most of my time I'm just, I speak comfortably, I speak my slang and stuff like that. I do know how to switch into that, you know, receive pronunciation kind of thing. So yeah, that, pho that phone talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> hello, exactly. Is that, hello, talk. is that a job? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm incredibly, absolutely stunningly, fantastically ready to work. <laughs> That's exactly it. So my wife, sometimes she walks past and she's laughing because she's hearing me use a totally different, you know, accent. And I'm just teaching him how to like really pronounce things. And yeah, it's, it's, it's wicked, man. So it's my drama school days have come in handy. So that's, that's a wicked <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in the same, all of, all of my career and my, you know, work in my industry have come in useful for being, entertaining my child while I'm at home. That's, that's yeah. how I found it as well, you know. No frustrations here at all. Your child must love your hair, man. I swear down. I'm kind of like a walking sensory room for him, to be honest. He does get in the hair and he just loves it. Pulling. To be honest, I put my son on my shoulders and he grabs my hair and he pulls it like he's riding a horse bareback oh, and like on. pulling on the mane to steer him. Like at least oh, my head no. just gets jerked around the place um, as he's trying to steer me. So uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he has a lot of fun there. He definitely brilliant, does. Brilliant. Um, so just kind of objectively getting into being a parent, was there anything mm. that came at you once you were a parent that you weren't necessarily expecting? Like, basically, your kind of ultimate challenge of parenting that um, you found kind of surprisingly hard or maybe not surprisingly because you knew it was coming, but it has been hard regardless. I think not just as a parent, but as a parent, husband, emotions, bro. Like, <laughs> dealing with emotions... <laughs> It's a new one for me because <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. I didn't deal with any of this when I was living at home. So I remember the first time my son cried, not just because he was crying, because, you know, a child cries, you comfort them, but it was the volume. And I remember we were in the hospital and, you know, this is like right after he had been born, like a day after. And, you know, we were doing like the final checks before we left. Uh, we changed his nappy and he started crying and, like, even, like, one of the nurses, she looked at us, she was just like, he's got a pair of lungs on him, ain't he? And like, we were like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, he is loud. Like, even to this day, when he cries, oh, my God. Like, the whole of Hertfordshire 
knows my son is crying, you know what I'm saying? So that's one of the hardest things. Well, at the beginning, that was quite hard. Uh, but in terms of just everyday parenting, I guess, no, nothing's really, really hard. It's, you see how they develop. I think that's fascinating. Like, like my son's reading level is amazing. Even just, there's certain words he knows how to uh, pronounce. And I was just like, damn, how do you do that? Like, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Ryu like it's... and Ken <laughs> and Blanca and all the Street Fighter characters, Chun-Li. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, so nothing really takes us by surprise. We kind of just, um, we do have a lot of discussions, though, me and my wife. Every, not every day, but every now and then we just talk about how we respond to him. Like my wife definitely had to sit me down a few times and just like, look, man, you know, don't be too strict or too harsh, you know, kind of like learn how to communicate effectively with him. Because I'm just used to, you know, the Nigerian way, which is, you know, stop it. Don't do this. Don't do that. Da, 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 da. Just pure commands. And now me and my son, like, you know, since lockdown, we're like the best of friends. Like, you can't separate us. Me and him run around the house, like, giving my wife just pure headache. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like that. That's real. Do you know, just to jump on one thing you said, because this is weird, right? When we were in um, the maternity ward as well, just after my son was born, he starts crying. And... Mm. The midwives from other wards were coming out to look and they're saying, What is that a newborn? It's like, I have not heard a scream that loud in in my time working here and stuff like that. I'm telling now you. they've both got <laughs> massive roars and they're called Leon. I think that we've done it. I think that we've done it to ourselves. <laughs> we've done it to ourselves, you know. That's a, that's a movie like, right like, there, mate. My next kid's getting called Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Barely hear you, mate. Get on with it. We got we got two pair of lions here. You know what I'm saying? So. This is it. This is it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Making Room is a brand new podcast hosted by me, Holly DeCruz. And me, Eileen Morrison. On Making Room each week, we'll explore how our experiences before birth shape our experiences of motherhood and all it entails. We're both mothers and we're trusted birth educators. Illy's a midwife and I'm author of Your Baby, Your Birth and Motherhood Your Way and the founder of the Yes Mum Birth Project. We're not going to tell you what to do. You really don't need that. But we'll dig deep to guide you towards finding clarity yourself on the issues that influence you and your relationships so that you feel more able to make informed decisions that affect your family. We'll ask you to consider with us the role and impact of instincts, trust, decision-making, regret, confidence and resilience. We'll also be sharing our personal stories and feelings and invite you to do the same. So please join us. To be part of each discussion, join our communities on Instagram. I'm at Mixing Up Motherhood. And I'm at the Yes Mum Mum. Click our podcast episode details for links and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, the Acast app or wherever you prefer to listen. You um, talked about uh, before about that kind of cultural pressure and you didn't kind of want to Im- impose too much. But, you know, from a, being from a Nigerian household... I think it's quite widely understood that discipline is <laughs> seen as an, an utmost requirement from children um, and, and it can be quite strict uh, oh, yeah. at times. So did you, do you, I know you say that sometimes your natural inclination because of that, how you've been raised would be to be a bit more instructive rather than um, kind of caring, I guess, or, or, or ready yeah. to listen. But um, is that something that you've really been rallying against yourself or is it just because of your kind of wife's input of being like, no, you can't be like that. Or is that something that you really set as your own goal to kind of buck that trend from, uh, for this generation? No, I give all that credit to my wife. I did. Trust me. That is so ingrained in me. That's my first response. And so especially not just coming from a Nigerian household, but growing up the way I did, everything was, you got to be very assertive. So if, all credit to my wife she had definitely sat me down on numerous occasions and just been like calm the hell down (laughs) (laughs) you can't just be barking orders left right and center at you know at your son he's only four you know and plus it's like I can do no wrong with my son you know if I if he if he gets in trouble if he does something that warrants him getting in trouble going to the naughty step or something you know cool but he's right back you know on my lap in my face like dad let's let's play let's do something but um that doesn't mean that I I I still get to just do what I want I have to learn how to communicate with him and teach him how you communicate in the you know when you come outside of this house so I think that is one of the best lessons that I've learned um and I'm getting better at it definitely you know I I take a breather before, <laughs> before like, you know, before I say anything like, you know, oh, it doesn't matter that you broke every plate in the house, son. It's okay. Come sit here. We got paper plates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been a lesson, you know, a huge lesson for myself. Do you know, everything you're saying, it just, it, it really resonates with me because my son's a bit younger. He's about one and a half now. And, um, 
you know, I too, you know, I think I'm... Oh, you can't be too strict because I was obviously very young, but you know the lot, the rules are the rules at the end of the day. And yeah, if you're yeah. smashing the TV, that's not <laughs> acceptable. And it's not going to be acceptable, you know. Um, but overall, even if you tell him off, he'll just keep doing it for a start. But it also he doesn't hold grudges either. They just come back. They just want to know, you know what I mean? And it's 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 a wonderful kind of relationship which before I became a father I just could not really comprehend and one that I've yeah. benefited so much for having um in terms of ways that it has changed you as a person has it done so in predictable ways or are there things that you um maybe taken you by surprise or took you in a different direction oh absolutely like before I used to have like a really 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 bad temper like well a short fuse I, I, I blow up very, very quickly. But since having my son, if I go out now and someone, I don't know, confronts me or I accidentally step on someone's foot and I'm just like, oh, sorry, but they start acting up. I'd be like, before I would rise to that occasion and be like, well, cool, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight. But I think since having my son, I'm able to kind of like look at people in a different way. Like, you know, mature people don't just act out and just start acting up and, you know, doing stupidness like that. Like that's for someone very immature. And so that has kind of changed my, like just having my son and seeing how children are, you know, when they have their temper tantrums and you know how they are, they drop on the floor when they want something. <laughs> or showing deference to older family members as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's things like that, that my son is teaching me, like this is clearly children behavior. You do not have to react to this. This is what children do. And so when I see adults do that, I say, look, man, you're, you're acting exactly. I've got a son who acts like this. I'm not going to respond to an adult <laughs> who's acting the exact same way. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So It's an absolute fantastic yeah. point. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, you're used to that behavior from your son and you've had to develop that patience i guess is the key word um, oh yeah, yeah you know and also separation in terms of knowing that you're mature the mature adult and they're acting childish so you can then uh use the same rule for adults that haven't maybe developed their own maturity. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great great point to be fair i, I like yeah. that one a lot it's yeah. it's true you know um and, and i think it's also taught me not only patience but how to survive on less sleep that helps as well oh my uh, god <laughs> i forgot about that but dude oh my gosh yeah wow i don't even know what sleep is anymore i don't know what that is <laughs> plus he gets into our bed every single day and but what's so funny is if i wake up and all right my son has this weird obsession with um touching people's armpits <laughs> I, don't okay. Know, okay. I don't know where this developed from i think it's a comfort thing because he was uh, you know he was breastfed i think from i think from that that's where the whole armpit thing came into development because once he stopped you know getting breastfed that's when he, he just every day just holding like my wife's armpit. And then obviously he'd come over to me and be like, I want your armpit now. And I'm like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> but, 
but can I remember you just do I, a quick shout out to Judah in about 18 years time who's yeah. listening now wondering why his dad threw him under the bus and shout out to all Judah's mates as well yes this did actually happen so go ahead with what you've got to tell him <laughs> I'm laughing so much because this is this is not even a joke like I woke up the other day I woke up the other day and this guy is he's not even in my bed he's just standing beside me and he is just going through it just I'm like who's touching my armpit and I wake up and my son's just there just you know just in there just like I'm like and I was just like Judah can you stop and then he just went down. He didn't even say nothing to me. He just went downstairs and was just like, I'm going to mum. <laughs> and obviously, when I woke up, I was just like, when he came downstairs, did he grab your armpit? She was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> it's, wow. It, it, it's something that I can't believe I've actually got used to. <laughs> like, <when he> comes, <laughs> like, like, you would never think it. At the beginning, we were just like, stop doing this like this this is not nice <laughs> and now if he comes up to me he's just like dad i want armpit it's just like oh, go on, go on then <laughs> if it's just gonna calm you down just hold my armpit for however long you must you know what I mean? so, yeah i think that is the funniest thing about my son like my sister-in-law she was just like you know you need to kind of like give him a blanket that's what will stop it we gave yeah. him one he was just like this ain't got the same feel <laughs> As no, no, and I think fucking. that's what blankets are meant to do, to be honest. <laughs> Most of the time when you use a blanket, you don't think, oh, I hope this feels like an armpit. <laughs> so, yeah, definite separation in terms of items there. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so funny. But at least that's I know brilliant. I've got clean armpits because sometimes he will tell you, Daddy, you know, it's not really nice right now. <laughs> So you've got you've got an armpit detector working full time arm, in your house. Yes, yes, that is his thing, and like our whole family knows about it. Like if he sits next to you, he will try and grab your armpit. <laughs> this is actually hilarious. I, 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 do you know what? That's, that's probably my favourite anecdote off of this whole. Um, podcast. That's brilliant. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Baba, for um. For those loyal listeners, and shout out to the loyal listeners, if you're listening to the first time, by the way, you know, be sure to like and subscribe and share it. It really does help the podcast grow. Um, but for those that loyal ones, they will know by now there is a staple feature of the podcast at this stage. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that is where we give you an opportunity to give some advice to all the other dads out there that are listening. Okay, It can be any advice, but something that you've learned since being a parent that you think other dads would really benefit from knowing. And we call this feature, Get Your Tips Out for the Dads. Okay? Now, (laughs) I'd be remiss if I didn't give them the song that they've grown used to. So, get your tips out, get your tips out, get your tips out for the dads. Babatunde. I love that song. I love that song. And I love this segment. Okay. um, My tip uh, for all the dads out there, I would say one of the the biggest things I've learned is enjoy this moment in terms of when your child, when you open the door and your child loses their mind, like daddy's home and, you know, oh my God, I can't believe my dad's home. And you're just like, I only just went down to the shop. It's been five minutes. Enjoy 
that as much as you can. Like revel in that. When your child comes home and they lose their mind, give them hugs, shower them with kisses, hugs, everything. Because the day that stops, it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. And I think it's, for me, I think it's definitely stopped because the last two times I've come home, he hasn't done it. So all I'm going to say is enjoy that while it lasts because it is honestly the only thing that kept me working in terms of like a nine to five, kept me working because every day I'd come home, my son would do that. It was just the best thing. So enjoy that while it lasts. That's my tip. That is amazing. What a great tip. You honestly, that that that's um that's lovely. I could actually feel that in your in your voice as you were saying it. Enjoy <laughs> it while it lasts. <laughs> I love the fact you're like, you've been counting. The last couple of times I come home, he ain't done it, okay? All he wants is armpit. That's all he ever wants. <laughs> that's true Uh, that is so true (laughs) Baratunde you've been such a great guest on this so thanks so much for coming on Um, please let our listeners know where they can find you or if if you're doing anything that uh, is interesting and and you might want to share with our listeners yeah um, catch me on uh, as yet untitled on Dave Um, I don't know when my episode is coming out but uh, the next series of As Yet Untitled, please do, you know, keep your eyes peeled because I definitely am featured on that. Um, you know, you can find me on Twitter, Babatunde Comedy, or on Instagram, Babatunde Comedian, uh, where, you know, you can see my lives, you can see, you know, my posts, my stories, which are hilarious because <laughs> it's mostly oh, Absolutely, Judah. you've proved that on here. You don't need to <laughs> It's going to be a hell of a lot more armpit grabbing on there. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, and, and uh, you know, be on the lookout because there's definitely going to be a lot more uh, TV appearances and podcasts, um, which is in the works. So, yeah, for all the listeners, thank you very much for, you know, just having me listening. And, uh, yeah, watch this space. And thank you, Johnny, man. Trust me, bro. It's so good to hear from you after quite a while, man. So, and yeah, I'm so happy, man, for being on this. Thank you so much. No worries. The wonderful Babatunde Alicia. Guys, um, stay tuned. We've got more uh, How's Your Father episodes coming out. The series two's back, so hope you guys enjoy it. As I say, just to hammer home one more time, subscribe um, if you're listening and liking, and do share it with your friends. The bigger it gets, the easier it is for us to keep bringing these podcasts. I will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.